If you're innovating, creating, or making a difference, this show is for you. Welcome to Over Coffee. I'm Dot Cannon. Here on Over Coffee, we talk with artists and innovators about the process of changing the world in terms of what they do. This is so exciting that we finally get to be back in person. We've got presenters that are the rock star, that they're the expert in every continent or in their classroom. This year's Makerspace is going to be phenomenal because we've learned a lot of things. To help people grow and learn professionally and to share and spread some joy has really been like the foundation of what we want to be known for with the California STEAM Symposium. The California STEAM Symposium is back live in Anaheim this October. Every year, this annual event explores new ways for educators to empower students through hands-on learning, which incorporates science, technology, engineering, art, and math. It tends to be a whole lot of fun, and for the past two years, California STEAM Symposium could easily have been given an a for exciting, completely virtual shows. Now, though, they are returning to a live on-site format. California STEAM Symposium is co-hosted by nonprofit Californians Dedicated to Education Foundation, the California Commission on the Status of Women and Girls, and the California Department of Education. And they're going to be celebrating 10 years of the California STEAM Symposium as they host their live event the weekend of October 1st in Anaheim. Karen Warner is both the Associate Director of STEAM Initiatives and the STEAM Program Manager for the California's Dedicated Education Foundation. And Glennon Stratton is the CTE Foundation's Director of STEAM Initiatives. Glennon and Karen, first of all, happy anniversary. Landmark year for California STEAM Symposium. What has this experience been like for each of you putting together the 10th anniversary edition of the California STEAM Symposium? Can I start with you, Karen? You know what? This is so exciting that we finally get to be back in person. We were becoming quite practiced at being able to do virtual events, and we're enjoying that and having a global audience. But there's really nothing quite like getting to be with people in person. And so we can feel the excitement of people saying they're ready to be together being able to see each other and feed off each other's energy as they're learning together. Glenn, it strikes me that both you and Karen had less than a year, although you're professional educators, but less than a year with CDE Foundation before, boom, you had to catch a curveball that nobody saw coming, just like every other educator. What was your experience like doing that and getting ready for this? You're spot on, Dot, in that Karen and I were both at the 2019 California STEAM Symposium as our first time being there as hosts. Karen had previously participated as a presenter and in other roles. And, you know, what I would say is we have a really dynamic team and we have a really dynamic community of educators that are vibrant, that are seeking to grow professionally, that are sharing willingly with each other. And we really pride ourselves on being a peer-led conference and event. And I think that has been the through line throughout the pandemic is that educators came to us and said, we've got some great ideas to share. How can we connect with other educators and help them too? And so while we've had a curveball and it's caused us to grow in different ways, our role in being able to support educators 
has in some ways remained similar. It has looked very different in different venues and different formats, but our role in, in helping people to connect, to help people grow and learn professionally and to share and spread some joy has really been like the foundation of what we want to be known for with the California Steam Symposium, regardless of its in-person or virtual or whatever format it may take in the future. And, you know, I think the pandemic itself caused a lot of strain that is still unresolved. And so we do really try to help be that connective tissue and be a place of resolve and joy for people. That element of joy was very present, both in the on-site and in the virtual. I loved a lot of the creative sessions you had. What did you find most joy in? And I'd like to hear from both of you in getting the virtual sessions ready that we're going to see reflected in the new on-site STEAM Symposium for this year. You know, one thing that was, I think, surprising to us and a lot of people when we went virtual is so much of STEAM is really integrating hands-on activities as you're learning. And so it's like, how are we going to do hands-on? And we figured out ways to do it. So as educators were teaching virtually and they were having to figure this out, we were learning right alongside them and sharing best practices as we go. And, you know, that's the way I think humans like to learn. We want to, we want to try it, do it. Learning is messy and getting your hands on something and figuring it out and trying again is part of it. And for sure, in person, you know, we've had maker spaces in the past when we were in person. And this year's maker space is going to be phenomenal because we've learned a lot of things and just the joy of being there and having all the materials that you can use to make things and make things that you can demonstrate when you get back to the classroom to show like, hey, I just made this when I was at this conference and now you get to make it here in the classroom. So as strange as it seems, I think the hands-on is something virtual, in-person. You do it a little differently, the view's a little different, but you still learn that way. Before we look at that 5,000 square foot makerspace and what's going to be happening this year, Glennon, what was the element of joy for you that we're going to see in this year's California STEAM Symposium as you were having fun innovating and doing the virtual stuff? Sure. I would be remiss if I didn't mention how infectious and joyous our community of educators are. And that really is abundantly true of our presenters. And it is, we've got presenters that are the rock star in every forum of topic area, that they're the expert in every content area or in their classroom. And we, Karen and I, and our planning team and our steering committee and all the people involved really feed off the energy of our community. And when we get lots of questions and inquiries about different things and different topics, that really steers us as to where we're going to go. And I really feed and feel joy when we see the connections being made and we hear from our community. Let's take an imaginary tour right now. It's October 1st. I'm going to ask you to show me around that 5,000 square foot makerspace. What are we going to see? What's there? Sure. So we're really excited to partner with the Tech Interactive, which is a 
museum in Northern California in the Bay Area. And they're our makerspace partner and have been kind of our lead consultant, if you will, in, in designing the space. And I think what is unique in comparison to years past about the makerspace, you're going to walk in and there are going to be multiple what we're calling community building activities. And so these activities will be things that people can engage in over the course of the event. And I could walk in and start one segment of it. And Karen could follow half an hour later and continue to build. And so over the course of the event, we're going to see something that is creative and built by many members of the symposium participants. So that is one thing that I'm really looking forward to and, and is really unique. In addition to our kind of community build spaces, we are going to have a variety of activities that people can engage in, and they'll be facilitated in different formats. And so we'll have some activities where a person could walk in and work directly with a facilitator, get started on an activity, build it, and have a direct one-on-one -on -one conversation, could talk to the colleague sitting next to them at the table about how their process is going. So we have some activities that kind of show up at any time, any point in place, and you can and really get involved. We have other activities that feel a little bit more like you're actually in a school-based makerspace where the segment's going to go on for about the period of a classroom or the period of a breakout session. So about 40 minutes. And that's going to be things like design challenges, things like facilitated team building activities, things like creating and designing something new based on specific standards, based on the requirements or the idea that the presenter is putting forth. So I think what's exciting is that there's all these different ways to engage. You can stop in for two minutes. You can stop in for 20 minutes. You can stop in for an hour. Some people stop for the whole event or spending most of their time there. And we try to just make sure that it's a welcoming space that provides different modes for people to engage. I would have a very difficult time leaving that makerspace with that group activity. Karen, besides the group activity, what would be one activity you just would not miss in that makerspace? You know, I think it's really going to be, for me, coming from the background of being a classroom teacher, what I really loved is when there was something where I could take, you know, a math lesson or a literacy lesson that wouldn't typically be associated with making and make something that's going to then be related to, you know, let's say the book I'm reading. So if I'm reading something and the character is, you know, there's something about a lantern, well, then I would want to go in and use some of these LED lights and all the papers and materials and the glue that's available and make a lantern and give my students a sense of like, this is what we're going to be doing. We're going to be reenacting. So I think it's limitless, but I would encourage educators when they're coming, think about lessons that you'll be teaching in the weeks following the symposium and make something because, you know, your time is so precious. So use that time to go ahead and start with your lesson planning. So you're ready to hit the ground running and it's something maybe you could use the Monday after you leave the symposium. You had the most wonderful session virtually last year called Saving Cinderella that had two teachers. And I was absolutely wowed where they chose the Cinderella story and then said, okay, what can we make to illustrate this? Goes right back to what we were saying before, Glennon, in a previous interview about how reading is abstract and you can really engage kids if you get them hands-on somehow. 
let's continue our tour and walk onto the expo floor. And what do we see? Sure. What's I would say is unique this year compared to when folks were there in 2019 is that the level 100, the lower level where the expo floor, where the makerspace are, is also the area where the keynote stage is. But specific to the expo floor, we have many great partners, whether they're nonprofits, whether they're industry, whether they're you know education publishers that come and share their expertise and are seeking the opportunity to engage with the education community. Some of the highlights that will be on the expo hall floor include the Anaheim Ducks, in 2019, they had a fabulous Slapshot experience, I guess is the way I could say it. Additionally, there's the Chevron Lounge. There will be a special area that is connected to one of our keynotes. And so there's a wide variety of different ways to engage. And I would encourage any educator to just take the opportunity to explore and see what the cutting edge is, see what the leading folks in the industry and engage with local nonprofits, engage with this part of our community, because I think as the adage goes, it takes a village. And these partners are exactly that. They're partners and members of our community and are seeking to help build up our students. And of course, you also have some rock star presenters, not only in your 150 plus sessions, but those keynotes. Karen, what can you tell me about those? You know, I'm excited about how we're going to be blending a little music, a little magic, some wellness with the different folks that we have who are going to be keynoting. So Jason Latimer, who is an illusionist, and you might say, oh, well, this is just magic. But as we go through and see how he does his magic, I think we're going to be really surprised at all the math and science that goes behind that. And I think we'll leave with a sense of wonder, realize how wonderful it is to ask questions and keep asking questions and how we can encourage our students to do that. So I think Jason Latimer will be magical. And then we're going to have Kai Kite who will be bringing some music to our stage and uses really music as a metaphor for how to bring out your own excellence, your own creativity, your own sense of loving to learn. And so I think people are really going to enjoy the music that he will be bringing. And we have Johan Hari, who is going to be really helping us tap into things that have been going on in our lives lately and how we can kind of a course redirect. And so he's going to have a wellness focus to that keynote. This is going to be such a don't miss for people that can be on site in Anaheim. Let's give the links before we go on here where people can find out more about the 10th California STEAM Symposium. Absolutely. To learn more and see the schedule, see the keynotes. Additionally, I'll mention we have some additional keynotes to be announced. The easiest place to go is steamcalifornia.org. So that's S-T-E-A-M california.org. steamcalifornia.org. There is no way that we're going to be able to do justice to all these sessions. There's 150 plus of them according to your webpage, but I wish each of you would choose one or two and just tell me a little bit more about them, especially if they're blending more than one discipline. I've noticed one, for example, with robotics and social studies, but this is up to you. Can I start with you, Karen? 
You know, I think that people who, you know, this is our 10th anniversary, and if you've come to every one of our symposia, I think you will still be wowed at the new things that are there for you to explore. And one of the focuses this year will be around early education and STEAM for young learners. And it's not that we've never had a focus on that, but not as deep as this year we saw people coming to submit proposals and it's an area where people are really wanting to go deeply now that we have universal pre-k and we're really looking at that child's experience you know before they even get to kindergarten or before they enter into third grade so i think that that's going to be something that folks will really want to dig into deeper how about for you glenn and what would you really recommend among all of these you know one thing i'm particularly excited about is what we're calling the Autumn of CS at the California STEAM Symposium. This is our, I think, our third year hosting this. Um, the Autumn of CS is the Autumn of Computer Science. It is building on a project led that was called the Summer of CS. And this is a touch point where people can learn about computer science. And to your point, Dot, there are numerous breakout sessions with computer science associated but oftentimes they're talking about how to integrate computer science with other lessons. And so I think that strand is going to be really interesting and compelling for our participants, for educators to learn and explore what computer science could look like. And we'll build towards what the summer of CS in 2023 would look like. And there's going to be numerous opportunities to participate in CS and computer science in the future. And so I I think that's a collection of breakout sections that I would make sure to check out at least one. What if an instructor is a little bit intimidated by computer science and says, well, what could it look like when I'm not very technical? What would you tell them? You know, when you were mentioning social studies and how you can integrate that in with STEAM, I think that computer science and social studies can really go beautifully together. So imagine you're teaching, you know, about Western expansion and people coming in on covered wagons and that sort of thing. And let's say it's a kindergarten class. Well, you could be looking at the slope of some of the terrain they had to go through. And you can actually, there are interesting little robots you can program that kindergartners can program and they could make their own little covered wagon and practice going through the terrain and you can take them out on the playground and let them test this out and see, you know, what were some of the perils of trying to travel with that kind of mode of transportation and it fits totally into the now and long ago. So if you're teaching this sort of thing, you don't have to know everything about computer science. You can learn it alongside the student and for them to see you engaged that way it just engages them more. I love the fun element that you incorporate again and again. I don't remember math, science, technology, or engineering being this much fun when I was back in school. <laughs> Are you going to have any student presenters this year? Glennon, I hate to just jump in, but I got, I'm so excited about these students. I've been working with some of them this week. We have breakout sessions being led by students. And so when they submitted their proposals, we didn't know they were students. They were just that excellent proposal that they were accepted. And so, yes, people will have a chance to walk into the room and learn from the students. And that's the best way to learn, I think. We're also going to have the student showcase. And so we have, you know, students who are going to be teaching us about making underwater 
robots that you can make in the classroom with your own students. They're going to be sharing their passion for the different STEAM projects that they are beginning to work on just here at the beginning of the school year and some things that they did last year as well. So, you know, students really are the heart of this. It's why we come together the way we do. And so absolutely, you will have lots of opportunities to interact with students and find out what they love so that you can carry that love back to your classroom. Let's give those student sessions a shameless plug. What might we get to learn from those students? Okay, so we have one session that's being led by a student. It's called Putting Knowledge to the Test, Monopoly in the Classroom. And another session that people may want to check out is called How to Hackathon, Inclusive Strategies for and by Teenagers. When you come up with the word inclusive, this is all about making everybody feel welcome. Our education system didn't do that pre-pandemic. What are some of your favorite ways you're going to be showcasing this for California STEAM Symposium this year? I love that question. And it really speaks to the guidance from our steering committee and that we created a bit of a, a mission statement for this year. And the mission statement is really to advance justice, equity, diversity, and inclusion in STEAM. So that is our like core purpose for being. We try to do that by living our values, by living what we say is our mission and showing ways for people to be inclusive. We're cognizant that Karen and I are always learning and growing in that way, but it is why we have such a diverse steering committee, why we have diverse presenters, we really try to live that value of advancing justice, equity, diversity, and inclusion in STEAM and putting that on display. And it's more about doing it than it is about talking about it. And people are just going to have to come and see and engage with the students and the teachers and see just how you're doing that. And after the Saturday sessions conclude, be sure you plan on staying around for a bit. We don't have all the details to give because some things need to be a surprise, but Saturday, October 1st, after all the breakout sessions, after all the keynotes, we're going to have a celebration and it's going to be outdoors just right outside. As everyone releases from the convention center, we're going to have an outdoor party and get to be together and have a little bit of communion with some food and I'm just hoping people will come and be ready to let us celebrate them. What if I'm a first timer? I've never been to California STEAM Symposium. What can I expect? How am I supposed to act? What do I need to do? Well, we're super excited to welcome you to our community. First and foremost, come be yourself, be vibrant, have a good time. And what I would recommend is that we have a fabulous newcomers orientation. It is being brought to us by Lego Education, and they're a great partner and have facilitated wonderful hands-on activities in addition to learning about the different components of the symposium. So it's a mix of some hands-on experience and ability to ask some questions about what to expect in the days ahead. And so I would highly recommend if it's your first time or Many people like to come back because it's just that fun. Come back and hear about what's ahead. It's a great venue for you to learn and and get an idea of what's to come in the days ahead. I'm going to ask each of you for a story as we wrap up. What has been, if you, 20 years from today, we're going to be telling the next generation of teachers how to do a California STEAM Symposium successfully, what has 
been one of your absolute favorite experiences, either with preparing this year's or with what you did virtually? I have to say one of my favorite experiences was prior to me being here at the foundation. I'm in charge of the content for the symposium. It was when I was a kindergarten teacher and I had never been in a makerspace. This was years ago and I went in and it felt like someone had just released me into this beautiful park and I could just play with everything and I ended up making a sock puppet and I just was so delighted with you know, it's googly eyes. And I thought, I'm going to use this. And when I'm reading to my students, I'm going to, you know, use this puppet. And so I kind of rushed out of the makerspace and I was going to go show someone that I'd come to the symposium with my sock puppet. And I ran into some folks and they said, why are you so excited? And I showed it to them. And I wasn't really paying attention to who I was talking to because I was just looking at my puppet. And I found out later that was Tom Torlickson that I was showing my sock puppet to and was acting so excited. And so, I, you know, I ended up giving that sock puppet a few years later to my next door neighbor, a little girl. But I have a picture of it that I'll treasure. So I have to say a sock puppet moment. <laughs> I love that. How about for you, Glennon? You know, when I think about like the brightest moments that we've had in terms of the symposium, it for me always comes back to being connected to our community, connected to the needs of the members of our community, connected to our steering committee. And what I would advise someone trying to put on something similar or you know of similar nature is that it it does take a dynamic team. It does take input from a lot of stakeholders. And if you value your members of your community, they will know it. And we value our community of educators so much. And it's such like an honor and privilege for us to sit in this nexus of helping coordinate this effort. But it doesn't happen without valuing our community. And like I said earlier, both Karen and I really feed off the energy of all the different stakeholders that we get to work with. Glennon and Karen, thank you for your time today. Thank you so much. You and I have been listening to Glennon Stratton, Director of STEAM Initiatives at the California's Dedicated Education Foundation, and to Karen Warner, who is CDE Foundation's Associate Director of STEAM Initiatives and STEAM Program Manager. Learn more about the special edition 10th Annual California STEAM Symposium happening October 1st and 2nd in Anaheim at steamcalifornia.org. That's steamcalifornia.org. And that concludes this edition of Over Coffee. Thank you for listening. Listen to more Over Coffee podcasts at twomavericks.com. That's two, T-W-O, Mavericks, M-A-V-E-R-I-X. And you can contact us at twomavericks at gmail.com. The music you're hearing is royalty-free production music provided by Pond5 at Pond5.com. I'm Dot Cannon. Here's wishing you a cappuccino day.